Hey Rippers, are you learning how to surf? But have you got a clue? Or are you a big old kook? Since there's a million ways to kook it, you should stick around and learn a few things. Because if you don't know, let me tell you right now that surfers love to spot a kook. But don't get all stressed about it, because everyone kooks it once in a while. And that's the reason we start a kook cast. Because the more you know, the less you'll kook it. <laughs> so bust out your swimmies and get ready to learn. KookCast is here to lead you on your journey out of kookdom one episode at a time. And hopefully, offer you some traction on this slippery slope between kookery and killing it. I'm your host, Coach Chris, and I started the surf coaching and education resource, thesurfcontinuum.com. Go check it out and sign up for a membership to access even more of the content we create behind the scenes. Big shout out to all the peeps already on there and supporting this endeavor. So, what you may have been conditioned to consider the worst time to go surfing can actually be a great time. Not too long ago, we did an episode on ripping offshore winds and the three ways it makes catching waves harder. One of our dedicated listeners, online community members, and someone we've even done some private work with reached out and said, hey, why not do one on the onshore winds? Now, that's a good student right there. Love it. We're all about surfing regardless of conditions, so in this episode, we're talking about what turns most surfers off, the onshore wind. Tommy G, getting us going. Yeah, Tommy. Appreciate it. Always always love to hear some, you know, some listeners' feedback on, on topic ideas. It, it gets us fired up, so appreciate that. Hell yeah, and one that, you know, is probably counterintuitive to, you know, yeah, well, when, when we talk about it more, it's like right up our alley, you know, because we're always telling our students, just go out there and practice, just go out there and practice, and, you know, more days than not, it's going to be onshore shitty little waves, so right. learn how to appreciate them, learn how to tap them. Totally, and that leads us right into our first point about the onshores, goes right into what we're always saying, like finding those opportunities to go out and surf when you're not going to be socked in by a crowd or you know just fighting for waves amongst better surfers the best time to find that situation is when the wind's on shore and all the spoiled better surfers don't want to surf <laughs> yeah there's actually almost it kind of it it makes me feel like a sense of pride like you know when when we're doing our team training in the summer and stuff and everybody's like standing there looking at the surf turning around walking away you know, oh, bummer, to, you know, surf's not very good today, and we're suiting up, and we're going out there and get, getting ready to get some real work done. You 100%. Know? And, and again, like, you just never know when you're going to have those, those really big steps, like progression steps, and it, it's usually not the day when, like, whatever, the surf's all good and it's all crowded, you yeah, know? Yeah, totally. It's, it's one of those unsuspecting days where, something clicks and it's like then it'll click in your head like oh i don't need great conditions for real progress yeah yeah it's it's such a good point like we take pride in that and we make sure that our students are feeling pride about not questioning or putting through so many standards the conditions and whether we should surf or not we talk about this a lot too with the grom mentality or the beginner's mindset like just be excited to go do the damn thing. Don't be a conditional based surfer, you know, just get it done, get out there. And just like you said, like how often 
do you get out there and find out like, wow, this is so much better than I was thinking it was going to be from the beach. You know, one point we, we were bringing up when we were kind of just hashing this out and, and thinking about our outline was how when you stand on the beach, and I love to say this, you, you look at the whole ocean, you know, you see all these peaks and all these crumbling waves and going all different directions seemingly. And, and, and like, it just, it looks like such a mess. But the truth is you're only a small little speck out there. You're only surfing one little piece of the ocean. And if you focus and zoom in on the face, especially the pocket, the part of the wave you want to surf, it's actually a clean little flat spot of water. That's not messy or, and choppy and ugly looking. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that does it. It brings us right into our second point is like it, there's actually, again, it's a, it's a, perfect practice opportunity when the wind's on shore and there's all these little sections and there's all these these little obstacles that are created by this onshore wind that can really turn you into a better surfer and and also just speaking to if you can go out there and have fun in onshore conditions then everything from there is going to be great you know yep and so so Go ahead. Sorry, I just really liked how you were taking us into second point there, like the sh the shape shifting, dynamic nature that waves tend to be when they when the onshore wind is touching them. You know, like it changes the way the wave, wave reforms. It changes the timing of when it breaks. So therefore, all these shifts that waves are gonna do anyway now have this additional feature of the onshore wind, not tightening it up and cleaning it up like an offshore, but actually creating more feature, more dynamic. And, and you really get to play in those, those kind of waves a lot more, it feels to me. You know, like just many more sections and then the lump of, a, of something coming at you creates a crease for you to turn in. And I just, I think that there's a lot of really cool opportunities to, to work on some maneuver-based surfing when the, wind, when the wind's on shore. Right, maneuver-based surfing is kind of, that's, that's what I was talking about, those little sections, you know, as, as you're getting to the point where you're starting to do like little closing maneuvers, finish off your wave by touching the, the little on, oncoming section and doing a little turn off of it and floating down it and, and straightening off to the beach and then shutting your ride down. Um, but I'm also thinking of, you know, j just even more basic. If, if you're in, if, if you're really like practicing your paddling and your board control skills, you get this expedited, like wave after wave after wave. If, if you can get to the point where you can do a press up and then boom, right on, on you is a, is an actually like a bigger wave that you have to turtle, you know, and then you right. gotta get back on your board. It's just like, boom, 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 one after another. And it's like, it, it really is incredible training. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a really good point too. You know, just that repetitive have to be, you really need the surf continuum in that, that sense, you know, because it's just like one after the other. If you don't have those seamless transitions between skills down, it really gets revealed and you really get beat up when it's onshore and like kind of rough, you know? And then to your point before, when you do have the a good surf continuum stitched together man you get you can feel so proud of how you can just be calm in the chaos of that you know moving like weird ocean you're just kind of like floating through it like a ship that just always kinds of comes over the crests and just always handling the next rolling sea with ease getting through it so so beautifully it's like 
that's what makes a stylish surfer, you know, is having those things down locked so good that it doesn't matter what the ocean's doing. You're just still the same seamless surfer going from one skill to the next. Basic skills at that. Yeah, it kind of reminds me of like a, a setup, say like up, up in Malibu. It's like you either get to go to these protected little coves that have these tiny little lines coming in and it's just not very dynamic. It, it might be a cleaner wave face and you might be able to get like a smoother, longer ride, but then just like right up the way, Zuma Beach you might be on shore, but there's like a ton of work, you know, just a ton more work to be done out there than this protective little point. So like start changing your mindset of, okay, I only have an hour to surf. I don't want to just be sitting there you know, working on my tan. I want to be working on my paddling and my board control skills and all that kind of stuff. Right, right, right. Yeah, it, it, it's so true. And the mindset's got to be changed. You know that what makes surfing fun isn't just standing on your board going straight down the line. You know, it's, it's having all that dynamics and, and the ability to answer back to the ocean with a, a solid fundamental skill set is just a, it's a, pretty, it's a pretty cool way to be as a surfer. Brother Chaser kind of talks about this a lot too. It's like sometimes it's actually, you know, surfing isn't always, especially when you get your, your basic fundamentals down. If you're just going out to like a really calm little point, you don't really get a, a workout. Right. You know, it's like pretty chill. You're just cruising around. You barely get your hair wet. Again, speaking to start, you know, most people are like, oh, I hate beach breaks, you know. Like I got this big giant board and like, I just get beat up, you know? So the, the change your mentality. Like I'm going out there again, like coach says, this is like, this is your aunt. This is your, your day at the gym. Mm -hmm. Like you're, you're just in there, you're training, you're getting your reps in and getting ready for a day. You know, the main event, the game day. Right. Right. This is your practice. One thing I like what you said before we started recording was just, you know, if you're, if you're, it's not that advanced to go from our fundamental skill set to being a surfer who starts playing with the lip, you know, and start like elevating your line and, and just touching that lip lines. I guess maybe you start with a high line and then maybe you try to time the section as it crumbles. So it's not just a high line anymore. It starts becoming a little bit of a floater and just all those things where you start thinking about the lip and, and elevating your line on the wave. It's, it's really hard to do in offshore winds because the timing is a little bit more of a finesse, like is a perfect moment to go up and hit an offshore lip, you know, cause it's getting yeah. pitched through the air. So like, if you mistime that you're getting hit by the lip instead of hitting the lip, you know, and right. if you do it too early, you kind of just get blown over the top by the wind. Whereas the onshore wind kind of crumbles the section a little sooner than it otherwise would break. And it keeps it soft and against the wave. So like you can hit it early, you can hit it late and still kind of run over it and get that feeling of like weightlessness and then descent again without having perfect timing about connecting mm -hmm. with it. This reminds me like a, a great, a great practice skill on one of those onshore days is just like what we talk about with a lot of clients, you know, they, they, they don't know how to like rise and then fall, rise and then fall. And when you have a section in front of you, it makes you do that. It, you see this, mm. you see the section coming. You're like, Oh, I need to gain, gain speed for and hold it as long as I can. And now I have to let off the pressure on my rail, drop down, 
and go around this section and you'll you'll have that opportunity a thousand times on a little crumbly onshore day you know right. you'll have that opportunity so again make you know make good on on whatever you got but definitely you're going to be seeing a lot of onshore conditions so let's figure out how to how to get work done on those days what's our last point coach last point is onshore winds make waves and that's especially true for guys like myself who grew up in the northeast we are just all over all about windswell that's really what we get here you know when we see something in the 10 plus second range, it's like, oh, oh, something from a little further away is coming. <laughs> right, Mostly right. what we're surfing is short interval swell, and that's created by the onshore wind that you feel blowing in your face right now when you're checking the waves. And right. I, I, it goes as far as I remember when I was a kid, I didn't even like offshore winds, you know, because then it was like, oh, there might not be waves, there might be too glassy, but if the wind was onshore, I knew when I got to the beach, there'd at least be some little bit of white water crumbling towards the beach. And I knew if I saw white water, I could surf. Right, basically like on the East Coast, if it's onshore, it's like building. And if it's offshore, it's dying. dying. Yeah, yeah <laughs> it's like getting blown away from us, you know, like it's, it is, it's, it's dwindling. So again, just, you know, not being one of those surfers like, and and just like on on the onshore day you should be out there practicing because then hopefully tomorrow morning it switches and there's waves and you're in paddling shape and you're in rhythm with the ocean and and all these things you know yep yeah most of all the the theme of this episode and and it's one that we hit all the time is just don't be a conditional surfer don't need the tide to be a certain height. Don't need the wind to be a certain direction. Don't need the size of the waves to be a certain height. I mean, I get, except at a good just wisdom and prudence, but otherwise go surfing, you know, just yeah. go surf and, and don't judge it. I really like one guy I'm trying to get on the, on the show. His name is Mike out here. And I was just talking to him the other day because we were both out in some pretty shitty conditions. And I was like, dude, I, I love that you're always out here with me when the waves are bad and blah, blah, blah. And he shouts back, he's like, I love it when the waves are bad. I love when people tell me it's terrible. Then that's when I just get my wetsuit on and go surf and don't even look at it. It, it takes away so the, the standard. It takes away the, the hunt for where's the spot to be. It's just like, there is no spot. Just go out there and surf and find out all these things we just told you. Like it's actually still fun. Cause guess what? Surfing is fun. <laughs> yeah, doesn't, absolutely. Doesn't gotta be offshore. And we'll we'll find some some video some video backlog, you know, from us doing a session in you know in onshore conditions with clients and like getting great work done, so that you guys can see like, you know, we we do it too. We do it with our students. We do it on our own, and you know that that proof's in the pudding. You know, we put in a lot of time in in those shitty onshore conditions. That's right. Great episode, Coach. I, I love talking about onshore winds. <laughs> right on. Always great recording. All right, kooks. Thanks for tuning in. Yee, you. <laughs> right on.